Here's what's coming up on today's show. And if you don't have those tough discussions with clients, which I have usually on a weekly basis, that, hey, this is the issue that's going on, or you're going to run out of money at the way you're going at it right now, you're not really doing a, you know, your job as the advisor. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in to another edition of the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Mike Coyne, founder and owner over at Principal Preservation Services. Mike, good to talk to you again. I know we haven't caught up since your trip to Ireland. Uh, hope everything yeah, went it, pretty well. It was great. And uh, yeah, good catching up, Ben. And you had a little vacation as well. So it's that time, uh, time of year. And yeah, Ireland is kind of one of those bucket list things that we get got to do. It was a trip postponed from two years ago. And it was everything we expected and then some. It was great. Yeah, long wait for you. So I'm glad you actually got to do it. It's, it's weird, you know. I'm sure you probably have the same experience, but you know, you hear, you read the news, you see the news every day, and it's just like you know, COVID and all this concern mm-hmm. and worry. But you get out in the real world and and you live your life, and it doesn't. You don't feel the same way, right? It feels like a different world completely. Yeah, it, they're wide open over there. Um, there was no restrictions to enter the country. It was just to get back in, <laughs> and so. Yeah. Uh, we took a couple tests that when we were over there we were both negative both times and uh, but there were a handful of people we were with a group that unfortunately had to stay back and we were from a, a couple days to a week just to get that negative test so unfortunately uh, that did happen but yeah it was it was great we you know got to golf over there I think that was kind of my highlight of the trip uh, was golfing in Ireland. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, and I'm glad uh, we get to catch up again and talk about uh, red flags today. When you're yeah. looking for an advisor, red flags are important. I know we have a few we can go through today. Yeah, yeah, let's get through these. Okay, I got five. And again, you know, everybody's thinking about maybe working with an advisor. If you listen to this podcast, maybe you have one already, but maybe you're thinking, hey, I don't really know what to look out for. Do I have the right person? What are some things I should be kind of keeping an eye and an ear out for when I'm meeting with someone for the first time? So we're going to run through these red flags and, you know, we're going to teach you how to spot them, maybe illustrate the difference between an advisor who does the bare minimum versus one that goes above and beyond, and just overall make sure you're aware. So first thing, Mike, and this one, to me, when I see this at first, I don't I automatically think it's a red flag, but you'll explain why for us. An advisor that says he can work with anybody of any age or any wealth, it doesn't matter, he's, he's open to, or he or she is open to working with anyone. Yeah, it's kind of the old thing, of, you know, uh, jack of all trades advisor or master of none at do they specialize in anything area or no? Um, you know, our niche is really working with people re- getting really close or in retirement. Our average age client is like 63. And um, we rarely, I mean, we have about a couple percent of our client base that is younger than 40. And that's because they're referrals from our clients. So we don't actively go um, looking for these, <laughs> these uh, clients that are under 40 years old. But uh, we see all the time that most of these advisors, they work with people of all ages, you know, because they're not in the planning business. They're just in the investment account business, opening up a bunch of investment accounts, but they're not actively doing other planning process like what we're doing. So th- I think there's a big distinction here when you're working with the kind of mixture of everybody, uh, not always the case, but most of the time we're seeing people are just opening up investment accounts and difference of what we do planning and we have a calculated reason to the end and well yeah we do investment accounts of course but that's there's a reason to it because we're doing the planning process which comes first and that dictates how you invest and that usually doesn't happen the other way around so um, 
when we're focused in on a niche and, and that's pre-retirees and retirees, that's where we want to be anyways, uh, for the most part. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, again, people are just, they're, they're willing and open to taking anybody on for any reason. I think that's a great one to start with because I think a lot of people might not be aware that there are niches and you want to work with someone that maybe has a, a more of a specialty that aligns with your needs and your goals rather than just, hey, you know, if this guy's very flexible and can work with anyone, then obviously fit inside of that. So that's a good one to kind of lead off and begin with. A bit of a red flag if the advisor is open to anyone and everyone that comes to the door. So right. um, number two here, Mike, um, I think anyone – that hears us would know now, but we we're in a very volatile period. So there's not a ton of great news every day. And it's just kind of part of the process. But if you are talking with an advisor and they only tell you good news about your financial situation all the time, that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah, it is. I mean, if there's always, nobody's arrived ever. And we sit down with people who have, you know, multi millions of dollars, you know, and even though they're going to be okay in retirement, uh, but they could always be better. There's always something to work on. So, um, you know, that's why they say success is a, a, um, is a journey, not a destination. Nobody's ever arrived. There's always something that could be better and worked on. But, you know, I've seen so many people through the years that, you know, their current, their past advisor before they switched over with us would just give them just generalities like, yeah, you're going to be okay to retire. I think of one of my client, Daryl, that when he retired, I said, Daryl will give you the confidence to retire you know, with your advisor, he said, well, you should be okay. And uh, so Daryl, re- that was that was enough positivity, <laughs> I guess, for Daryl to retire. But reality is things look a little, you know, hairy for, for Daryl. And that's why we had to do some planning that was never done. And that's what I think a lot of people, you know, uh, have with their current advisors. They're just, they run these hypothetical situations um, with maybe too of high of an interest rate, or maybe they put the, you know, the most current 10-year average, which is you know, the last 10 year average is probably pretty high. Uh, that's not the norm. We always like to lower our expected rate returns. We want to under promise, over deliver instead of the opposite, which most people are doing. They don't talk about the potential losses in the market. So you can't always be giving people, <laughs> you know, just it's only positive. And if you don't have those tough discussions with clients, which I have usually in a weekly basis, that, hey, this is the issue that's going on, or you're going to run out of money at the way you're going at it right now. You're not really doing a, you know, your job as the advisor. Yeah, and it's not really about um, delivering negative uh, news necessarily. It's just about setting realistic expectations, right? Yeah, exactly. I said a lot of times people have the ability to have enough for retirement if they just work with maybe one more year or two years. You know, they want to retire early. I said that's you know that it'd be great for you go to retire early, but that's really going to be um, you know very touch and go if it's going to work. But if you work a couple more years, or if you do this, or you you don't <laughs> you don't buy that, or you know if some people have these high expectations by buying a second home like they can afford and um, or whatever it might be. Uh, there's a lot of different situations. The reality is just just a small little correction. And some people are like, I assume that, but I wanted to do it this way. But thanks for showing me. Now that makes sense. Um, or hey, I wanted to take 50 grand out of my IRA to pay off my house, and now I see how bad of a deal that is. It doesn't make sense to do it because you showed me the implications that would be on taxes, and now I see it. So just little minor things. But it's good to show people um, what the options are, good or bad. Yeah, and that's exactly why we named the show what we did, right? Retirement Reality. That's, exactly. that's the name of the game. 
All right. Uh, what about an advisor, Mike, that uses a lot of technical jargon when they talk to mm. you, even uh, even if you don't understand it and can't follow along? But that's how, that's what they use to explain your financial situation. Yeah, this is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> it really is, you know, trying to elevate yourself by speaking at a language that people don't understand. You're really doing a disservice to your client by speaking this way or using a lot of acronyms in the industry that nobody probably understands what they are. I don't like that at all. I want to keep saying not to assume that our clients are not uneducated. They're not. We work with a lot of educated individuals, but in this industry, they might not be familiar with these terms. So we have to speak at a uh, a level that everybody can understand. I will say I uh, just at the grocery aisle, I put everything at the lower shelf so everybody picks and can get it uh, rather than you know just you know the short people can't get the the stuff in the hot top shelf and and so on. But I want to make sure it's it's uh, understandable for everybody. And that's what we're big about education and explaining things to people and not feel like you have to put yourself on a pedestal to look good. that's that's not how we run our practice here, and I don't understand why people think that would be a good idea to try to elevate yourself. Um, people already know that if you're in this industry, you have some level of intelligence. We don't need to boast with um, financial jargon that's just going to confuse people. And you know, People are stressed out enough as it is coming in and talking about finances. Some people don't like talking about it at all. This just overcomplicates it and makes it even a more stressful situation. I would 100% avoid that. And it's also a good reminder, too, on the same lines. If you have questions, if you don't understand something when you're talking with an advisor, ask, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, and some people get fearful, too. I mean, it's a good you know, good question you brought up there because you know, some people are afraid to ask. You know, They're afraid because they have this feeling that the, their advisor treats them almost demeaning uh, You know, because they're the expert and you're not, and they have this attitude of, hey, it's my way or the highway kind of thing. Um, don't ask me what we're going to do because I'm in control. <laughs> you know? So, but I get that fear. And if you have that fear between you and your advisor, like he treats your money like it's his and you can't do anything without his confirmation, well, uh, you're probably working with the wrong person. All right, we're talking about red flags, how to spot them when picking an advisor. Here's another one here. Anyone uh, that you talk with that, that seems to have a high level of certainty about what's going to happen in the market in the immediate future, well, that's a sign that uh, you maybe need to ask some more questions or reconsider. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of stories in the past from clients coming in saying that their advisor said, there's nothing to worry about. I don't pro- project anything like bad happening soon. And, and then the real estate bubble happened <laughs> or the tech bubble happened. So, um, you know, I had a, a client tell me how they want before the tech bubble. This is already geez, 22 years ago, told their advisor they just felt like they wanted to get their money out of the market and thought there was too much exposure, thought things weren't going the right way. And he uh, advised against it. They they went against their advisor, pulled their money out. And it was like with less than two weeks, the market started dropping. <laughs> and um, again, not always that's always the case, but if advisors also, you know, things that he can project, the, you know, this type of economy we're at and this, these kind of markets, nobody, I think, in their right mind is going to be able to understand, especially go back two years ago, who, who projected or predicted the uh, coronavirus bubble? I mean, it right. was a health it was a health crisis. It wasn't a financial crisis, but who, who project, you know, projected that? But I guess it goes back, if, if you open your mouth and flap your mouth enough and say enough things <laughs> each side of the fence, eventually you, eventually you will be right. So um, 
you know, we just warn people we're sharing things to our clients that are relevant in this economy and what, you know, the economists are sharing, people that that's their job to do, um, and explain just the reality is this is what could happen if, you know, going up or going down. And, you know, we've had some recent uh, uptick in the market recently here, which has been good because earnings have come out and there's some some positivity, which is good. I know the bond market doesn't look great, but um, but we just want to share where things are at and it's constantly changing. So for somebody to give advice and can project things and predict things, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, no question. All right, got one more here on our list of red flags. And I know when you when you meet with someone, Mike, you know, you're, you're looking to learn more about what they, who they are, what their needs are, who, what their family's all about, and, and what their goals are for retirement. But an advisor that spends more time talking than listening can be a yeah. problem. Yeah, and I think, I hate to say it, but I mean, a lot of times it's arrogance. It's a prime example of advisors just kind of pushing his or her narrative and not listening. I mean, how are you going to do any planning for somebody if you're not, if you're always talking <laughs> and you're not really hearing their needs? And I think that's the reason why we have uh, success in that in my business is bringing on new clients wanting to work with us because we're listening to them. We're listening to their needs. We're putting together a plan and we're helping them understand the accounts they have. A lot of times people come in with accounts they bought from another advisor and, and they don't understand even how they work. And here we're simplifying it and helping them understand and still even utilizing that part of their plan with us because it's already been, you know, open and active. So um, the key is if, if, you know, advisors would have better uh, success with their clients and longevity with their clients if they would just listen more. I mean, that's that's why they all say God gave us two ears and one mouth. You know, we should be listening twice as much as we are talking. Well, anyone like that comes in to meet with you for the first time, what what kind of questions and what kind of conversation are y'all having that first uh, meeting? Yeah, for, we want to find out their goals. We want to find out, you know, who they are as a person. You know, what is what is their expectations for retirement? What is their spending habits? What's their lifestyle want to look like? You know, what are their fears? You know, what you know, what is? Sometimes people are are fear driven. Some people are are dream you know driven. There's a lot of different things we want to, but we're going to gather all that information we put together, you know, with pensions and social securities and investments and real estate and businesses. There's all these assets that people have and put it together into a plan to, to find out what is the best opportunity for them to retire. And if they are retired, we want to make sure you, they can stay retired because we always go back to those two biggest fears for retirees is you don't want to run out of money before life ends and you don't want to be a burden on your children. And that's the two major, major concerns that we're going to address by doing planning. Well, if you do want to set up a time to meet with Mike and his team over Principal Preservation Services, you can do so online, principalpreservationservices.com, or you can call them at 855-987-8888. Again, 855-987-8888. All right, Mike, great stuff here, as always. Hopefully someone is listening to this and taking that next step. So important to actually get with an advisor, build that relationship to start that process. No matter who you pick, you're always going to be better off working with an advisor, right? Yeah, I agree, and I appreciate the, the kind of words there, Ben. And good catching up with you after vacation. Summer is here. Yeah, no, ba- no doubt. Back to reality, for sure, Mike. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. to you again soon. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.